Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good afternoon. Welcome lunchtime. It is KMOX. Scott Mosby at your service. This is my last hour on KMOX on a regular host. I promise I'll be back throughout the next year uh, as Rich Orris steps in and carries the uh, water and the freight. He will be the host for the KMOX Home Improvement Show from now forward. And uh, I, I'm very pleased. I know Rich very well. We've been old friends for a long time, worked together for decades at Mosby Building Arts. Uh, he's a savvy bird. And frankly, you're in great hands, and so am I. I've learned from Rich. Rich has learned from me. And, you know, one of those things when he learns something, like, hey, Scott, have you ever heard of this? Or, hey, Rich, have you ever heard of this one? So anyway, it's been a lot of fun over the years. Uh, 314-436-7900, 436-7900 puts us together. Uh, let's get some calls in here, and we can get going on the phone lines. Uh, 314-436-7900, and we can talk about all sorts of things. Uh, some of the things that came up in the first hour, uh, are are very interesting. Um, so uh, uh, think in terms, we had a grab bar question with a fiberglass grab bar. So fiberglass and acrylic inserts, uh, aqua glass was one brand. Um, there are all kinds of units that we would buy as builders and we'd frame up the opening and we'd put this thing inside the opening size. So it was a module, it, the whole thing just set in a one big unit and we would put uh, kind of a cement material so that the bottom wouldn't flex because the, the bottom didn't fully touch the all of the plywood on the floor or the concrete of the base unit so there was some bedding materials but then the other thing we had to do was uh, since this angled fiberglass wall of the shower or the tub uh, sloped down and it wasn't really in contact with any two by fours we'd have to take a two by four or a one by four and nail it to the side of the two by four so slide it out until it touched the fiberglass so that it would reinforce the fiberglass on the sloped angle that it was usually one to four inches away from the framing opening, the two by four, two by six, whatever framing we used in there. So just uh, be aware. So attaching a grab bar, if you have a robe hook, a robe hook doesn't really support any weight. Those can go right on the fiberglass. So a robe hook is not a problem. Shower door, actually, because of the multiple screws and, and attachments, uh, those are very good as well. And, uh, you know, it's it's important to, to get those you know installed correctly but most shower door guys know how to put those in well the point being that during the first hour um, grab bars on fiberglass and modular units are a little unusual uh, so that's an important part there uh, also uh, butcher block top uh, interesting uh, so we had um, at Charles that had a butcher block top was putting it in his office a retired happy retirement to you as well Charles uh, but the first finish the first oil the first um, you know, as coatings guys or painting guys call it, the first contaminant, the first thing that touches that wood will be soaked into the wood and become that color. So it's kind of like concrete. When you get concrete that hasn't been sealed yet, you know, and then you get the pile of oak leaves, you know, especially this time of year in the fall, the, the oak leaves just build up in the corner and then they get rained on the tannins the acid the dark color from those leaves will stain your concrete and if you have the concrete that has already been sealed then that stain sits up the very top and it doesn't really become part of that forever concrete
concrete. You wash it off, it goes away, and it, it works out. Uh, likewise on that butcher block top. Uh, so anyway, um, kind of looking for my call screener here on my uh, monitor, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Uh, call in, get in, let's get going and see what's happening on KMOX. Uh, so anyway, uh, also, this is my last show, and thank you so very much for people that have been calling in um, and and wishing me well. I promise to uh, use my retirement uh, uh, very comfortably, uh, uh, the best I can anyway. I'm already overcommitted, as all of you retired folks already know. I've already volunteered for enough things to keep me busy for a very long time. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful. Again, I want to say thank you to you, the most gracious listeners in the St. Louis listening area in the Midwest. Um, gosh, uh, uh, as far away, uh, routine callers come in from Springfield, Missouri, Chicago, uh, Kansas City, um, uh, Omaha, uh, all the various places around the, the area. My furthest was from um, uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, so people come in through com and connect. So the listening pattern of this audience is enormous. Uh, and so I, I consider it um, pretty heady that I have to be careful in my answers. For example, if you call from oh, the southern part of the country, say, you know, mid-Arkansas, you know, that's a very different freeze-thaw answer than if you call from northern Illinois around the Chicago area where the temperature is very different. Uh, well, let's get to the phone lines here and let's talk to Ron and see what's happening. Hey, Ron, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you? Hi, Scott. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for your service. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So I've, I've got a, a new home, uh, be two years old in July, and uh, I heard uh, one of your shows, I think it was with Rich, but uh, they were talking about uh, exhaust fans, like in your restroom. Um, I've also got one in my kitchen um, and then downstairs. And uh, I got to noticing on the roof that there's no, there's nothing coming through the roof. You know, usually you see like a exhaust hood or something, and there's no plumbing coming through there, and there's no, uh, you know, exhaust vents. Hmm. Uh, those exhaust fans are to go outside the envelope of the house and ideally outside of the attic. Um, uh, I will say it is customary, though not correct, but customary for uh, home builders to vent those into the attic or vent them very close to a soffit vent. Uh, the misnomer about, so, so you have a vent fan and it might be eight feet from the side of the house. So you run that vent out over to the overhang soffit where there's a grill or a grate or a perforation and you leave it there. The, the problem is that heat rises. Those low soffit vents, although it looks like it's a venting, those are intakes. So the air is inhaled into the attic, is heated by the sun or the heat being lost, and it rises and escapes out the ridge vent or pan vent or whirly bird, whatever it is that high on your house. So you're actually venting that back into the attic. So I'm a little disappointed in that. Um, it really should be uh, through the roof or at least through the soffit. And it's fine penetrating the soffit and exhausting there. Um, and, but really, if you only have a toilet room, it's more for moisture that I'm worried about. So if you have just a commode room, water closet room, you know, that's just smells. That really doesn't affect any performance on the house other than odor in that room. So when you get into a shower, um, uh, laundry rooms, things like that where humidity is a big deal, that's where it's important to get those things vented. 
defended outright. Yeah, that's what Rich was. The, the the call that he took was regarding that, and this guy's roof there for ten years, uh, rotted from the inside out. Boy, that's a big yeah. That that means it's under ventilated, and those vent uh, literally. I I know for a fact that Rich and I have both watched a snowstorm in an attic. Um, in January in St. Louis, we got up in there. The humidity was so high and the temperature was dropping. You know, it was right about five o'clock and the temperature was just plummeting. All of a sudden, that humidity was just crystallizing and turning into ice and falling literally like a snowstorm in a terrarium. So that's my yeah. concern on it because, you know, obviously, you know, you want as much longevity on your roofing, especially the yeah. interior. You expect that to be safe, but this guy's apparently rotted from the inside out, and that's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. Well, stick your head up in that attic. Take a look because the color on a two-year-old yeah. house, your attic, all that wood up there should be pearly white. That stuff should be very yellow white, no discoloration. Uh, so you would know from humidity, and you can generally see where your uh, ventilation areas are. So if you have a vent fan up there and it's not getting to the exterior, you know the wood around that area will be a darker color than the the stuff sure. that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually did that. Sorry to cut you off there, but. I actually did that, and they've got it blocked off. It's got, like, three different style roofs on, on the home. Yeah. And so that, that whole back of the house, you go in through the garage, you know, into the uh, attic yeah. area, and it's yeah. blocked off. You can't see any of the rest of the house from up there. Yeah, you have to cut through some of those holes. That's, the framers put that on because it's safe for them to walk around, and it ties in the roof great. But it, it is not allowing ventilation from this gable end to that gable end. So some of those things you have to get up there and literally cut them out there, Ron, because you need that air to move around um, regardless of my, what the framers need. Yeah, that was my thought process too. So I really appreciate that information, and uh, I hope you have a great retirement. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate being a caller, and uh, you know, give your best to to um, Rich Orris, please. Sure will. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, phone lines, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. I'm going to take a short pause and come back for more after this. All right, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, back together, folks. Phone lines are open for your calls, 314-436-7900, 436-7900. Scott Mosby, in my last broadcast on regular hosting of the KMOX Home Improvement Show, uh, I'll tell you a few stories here as we get going here. But uh, uh, frankly, about 29 years ago uh, in, oh, I guess it was in the summertime, it was... Um, July, June or July, they were looking for a new host because Al Schneider, who was Mr. Tinker from Central Hardware, those of you that remember the hardware store in town, Central Hardware, uh, Central Hardware had gone out of business and Al Schneider continued to do the show for a couple of years and he just retired after that. It was, you know, more than uh, he really wanted to do. So they were looking for the new sh- uh, show host. And I was uh, one of seven names given by the Home Builders Association. So uh, apparently came Wex called looking for a a builder to do this show and the lady that did uh, answer the phone and and knew the organization well she said you might want a remodeler somebody a little closer to the tools knows the nuts and bolts a little better than most builders do Uh, and so I was one of seven names and about two three months later I wound up 
being invited to come down 7 o'clock, I think, on a Wednesday night. And it was uh, because the baseball playoffs, the uh, early playoff rounds, they'd scheduled seven games, and it was decided in four, so they had three extra nights, and down I went, and I was on the air. And uh, uh, anyway, and that that's how I wound up on, and I'll tell you a little more about that. Next, let's go up and talk to my friend Laura. Laura, good afternoon. Welcome to Camwex. How can I help? Thank you, Scott. Hi. I'm so Hi. privileged to have the chance to talk to you on your last regular Camwex show, and thank you for your knowledge. You've helped me so much over the years, so may you have a happy and relaxing retirement. And I have a question for you. We have um, a basement area. It's laundry room, attached garage, concrete floor, no bathroom down there. And I would like to add a toilet. So I was looking into the possibility of an above-floor macerating pump system. Do you have any comments about that? Um, Yeah, they work. Um, They do plug up. You have to be careful. They are common. uh, What they are, um, the discharge on these, because they can lift the uh, discharge off, uh, you know, to like six, seven, eight feet up. Uh, They grind up the solid waste, uh, toilet paper, whatever, and they pump it up. But it goes out through a very, like a three-quarter inch or one-inch tube. Uh, so if it gets ground up and it works well, then you have no problems with it. Uh, they are code approved. Uh, they're hard to get code approved and they're not approved in all jurisdictions, I will say, but, uh, they work and especially for, you know, just urine, uh, they work fantastic. Uh, we, we put one in some years ago for somebody that, you know, they had a hot tub, they'd run up the steps from the basement and go out and they just wanted a toilet close by and they didn't want to go through you know thirty thousand dollars of breaking up floors and pipes and plumbing and all that and we put one in they were very pleased with it so they do work okay so it would it be like a a certain entity that i would have to check if we could get one uh, used in our area and is it something your company still would install um uh I don't know the answer of that. I, I I would think we would. The issue is whether it's UL approved and that jurisdiction approved. Now, where in St. Louis are you? Well, actually, I'm in Illinois in Belleville. Okay. Uh, then you would go to the Belleville City Hall in the uh, Department of Public Works or the building department where you go for permits. Uh-huh. And you take the information with you, and what you're looking for is the brochure that has the underwriter lab or the testing lab that shows that it's approved, and then go to them or make the phone call and say, is this approved in the area? They're they're familiar with these types of material of issues. They're more worried about having a licensed plumber connected. So oftentimes these fixtures are uh, approved and will be added. Uh, but you just have to have a licensed plumber do it like you would for any other toilet. Oh, sure. Right. Is there a yeah. certain uh, brand that you're aware of that's more favorable? Uh, I, I don't remember the brand. It's uh, they, they are common now, um, you know, in our recreational vehicles and boats and oh. things like that. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, they're not that weird anymore. They're just not fully approved. And a lot of that is just, you know... Um, you know, whether the plumbing review guys, the code review guys in that city uh, say it's okay. I, you know, I think Belleville, you know, certainly would. I mean, they know their way around, so they'll be able to right. give you an answer. 
That's wonderful. That's what I needed to know. I'm going to look into it further. Thank you again so much, Scott. You've been wonderful, and we'll miss you. You have a happy retirement. All right. Thank you, Laura. Blessings to you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, 314-436-7900, So I shared with you my peppermint extract story, one of the things that I learned here on KMOX after advising people for years to, you know, light smoke bombs in their waste systems and their sewer system to find out if there was a break in one of the stack pipes up in their utility room or bathroom or around the kitchen where they they would smell, you know, the, the sewer gas. Then plumber calls in and said, you know, don't, don't do those smoke bombs anymore. Those are fine when you're doing municipal storm sewers or something like that. I understand where you're coming from, but just use peppermint extract from the grocery store. Dollar, two dollars, just the cheap stuff. Doesn't, you're not going to bake with it. Just go to the baking party or grocery store, buy a bottle or two of peppermint extract, dump it down the toilet or the sink or the shower. Make sure you pump it down into the other side. So on the other side of the trap, uh, so you dump a little water in behind it and just wait an hour or two. If you smell peppermint, then you have a break in one of those pipes and you're going to need a licensed plumber to come in and fix those pipes. Means open the walls a little bit. So that's one of the things. The other one was Ridex. And uh, Rich Orris interviewed me for last week's KFTK uh, Right at Home with Rich segment. And, and uh, Ridex is another one that uh, I'll share with you here in a little bit. Uh, but let's get right to, how about, let's talk to my friend Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Hello, Scott. Hello, Evelyn. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Congratulations on your retirement. Thank you. Last Saturday, you had a a fellow on there that did bush cutting. That did what? I need somebody to clear bushes off of a fence. Okay. Cut bushes off of a fence? Uh Uh-huh. So you had somebody on there that did that. Do you still have a number? Um, I don't, uh, you can call our company and they'll, they can refer, it's a landscape service that'll come and cut bushes off the fence. Yeah. Okay. You mind, you mind calling our office at 314-909-1800? Wait, wait, 314, what? 909? 909, yep. Okay. 1-800-909-1800. 1-800-909. Yep, and we can give you a referral for uh, somebody to do that. Okay, thank you, Scott. All right, Evelyn, thank you for the blessings, and Happy New Year to you. Same to you and your family. Bye. Bye. Again, uh, gosh, all the the time spent with family, it's a great time of year. I enjoy it. Um, My treat to me is I tend to spend a little more time with people. Um, more so than gifts, so I, I like doing that. Uh, well, let's see what's happening here with my friend Linda. Hey, Linda, Scott Mosby here. Good afternoon. Welcome to KMWX. Hey, Scott. This is Linda. Um, um, this is my first time calling in. I'm sorry it's your last day of uh, oh, work yeah. here, but we appreciate yeah. your information. Um, I had a deck built on my new home about four years ago, and when I uh, had it, um, the contract, I asked for them to wrap the post. And they didn't recommend wrapping the post. But more people are getting decks, and all of them have their posts wrapped. So why would they not recommend wrapping the post? 
Um, uh, they they keep the wood wet, and then the sun, typically from the west or south, will warp that section of the post. So the con- concept, the reason people are opposed to wrapping the post is it stays wet, and then that one side that the sun hits from the south and then the southwest, it will warp that post. So you can make a good piece of 4 by 4 or 6 by 6 lumber uh, bend because you dry out one half of it and not the other. But that's... Oh, uh, okay. But if you have tree coverage and foliage and shade and there's just not a lot of direct sun that hits... Uh, honestly, you really won't have a problem with it. But when, if you're, you know, like on a lakefront where you just get pounded by the sun, you know, from that lakeside, you can you can take some good lumber and you know turn it into a horseshoe pretty quickly. Yeah, it's um it faces east, so it just gets the morning sun and then it's shaded in the afternoon. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's why they didn't. And uh, can I ask one other thing? Sure, sure. How often are you supposed to seal your? Uh, concrete like your driveways um we did it ourselves uh after the like third year but um one of the builders came out to look at something else and he said oh you should be sealing your driveway like every year every other year i'm like what yeah so yeah you know is that correct that is correct, and it's uh, generally okay. the I'll say two to three years. But uh, you know, if you wait three, and and what you're doing is you're keeping the stains up at the surface of the concrete, so okay. you do protect the concrete, but you're really making the maintenance so much easier. So that's the real benefit of st- sealing the concrete. But most of that sealer, uh, the only thing that really lasts longer than that is not a stain sealer. It's kind of a crystalline fortifier stuff soaks into the concrete. It's kind of like like uh, rock candy like sugar candy it crystallizes but that doesn't uh-huh. really help the stains at all that's that just fortifies the voids well do you have a product you recommend or no uh well there's a prosoco line p-r-o-s-o-c-o that is has a, a there's a brick sealer and there's a whole and, and it's really pricey stuff so it's like you know four hundred dollars mm-hmm. for five gallons but uh, P-R-O-S-O-C-O, so most of the uh, contract commercial sealing contractors, you know, the guys that seal, you know, the mm-hmm. limestone on uh, St. Louis City Hall, that kind of thing. Uh, okay. They, they use that product line. There's a Siloxane. Anyway, if you just look at P-R-O-S-O-C-O, and most of those come from wholesale supply houses, uh, you know, places, concrete supplies, you know. So. Oh, great. Well, thank you. I'll check into that uh, when the weather warms up. Thank you so much, and good luck yeah. on your retirement. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Cam Wicks, and, and frankly, the sealing concrete was one of the other secrets that I learned over the years, uh, and, and um, so... I appreciate learning as much and being able to share from the professional point of view. Uh, most of my research and development staff is are my cohorts, my co-workers at Mosby Building Arts. So uh, thank you to you as well, all the men and women that uh, keep me sharp and uh, keep me as current as they can. Uh, I enjoy that. Uh, Rich Orris is frankly a little bit better at that than I am, which has something to do with uh, being uh, ready, willing, and able to have Rich sit in and, and take my place. So anyway, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900 puts us together. And uh, at, frankly, uh, I'll go on a little bit here. I'll take a pause in just a minute. But in the 
uh, as I was coming on to KMOX and had replaced Al Schneider, Mr. Tinker, and I remember walking into the KMOX lobby uh, for my first um, time in an interview, and she said, oh, you're the new Mr. Tinker. And I thought, wow, what am I getting myself into? I, you know, I didn't know I was Mr. Tinker. Uh, so anyway, that was the part of it. But anyway, it was a seven o'clock on a Wednesday night. I came in and, uh, uh, I took, uh, I think about half an hour, three questions, three or five questions, something like that. And one of them was a snake had wrapped around the impeller of a washing machine. Somebody had moved their washer dryer and all their furniture into the house while the house was being finished. And when they hooked in and, and brought the washing machine inside the house, got it all hooked up, the, the lady of the house opens the thing up, and she looks down, and there's this big snake wrapped around the impeller. And her question to me was, what do I do? And I thought, oh, you can't make this stuff up. This is a real question. None of my you know goofy friends would call in with that. Anyway, I said, well, I think I'd just you know, pull that thing back outside, take that washing machine, lay it over on its side, open the lint and just be patient and invite that snake to find another home other than that washer. Either that or you can stick your hands in there, wrestle around, see who wins and see how that works out for you. So I think that humor was one. And then another question was about a water well, which, uh, you know, living in the city of St. Or, or the suburban St. Louis area, I think they were surprised that I knew something about water wells and I understand water wells and all that. I'm kind of a geek i i love systems that work and i like to know how things work so that i know how the other parts of the systems tie in good bad or ugly so anyway that was uh wound up and then i guess about a month five weeks later um uh, tom the program man manager at that time called and said would you like to do the show and i said well you know let me ask my wife because this is little league day this is family day this is dance day this is all the times that the kids do their things so Anyway, I'm going to take a short pause for now and come back for more right here on KMWX. Wow. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Watch this. Hey, check. What? Wow, look at this spin here. Look at this. Watch. Look at this. Oh, yeah. A little moonwalk. You said, what? You have seen that for a while. There. Yeah. Okay. All right. Medication adjusted uh, behavior um, uh, modified. I'm I'm back on it. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred puts us together on the phone lines. Let's go talk to my friend Ray. Hey Ray, Scott Mosby here on KMOX. How can I help? Hey Scott, how are you? I've Good. got Thank uh, you. coming out my, coming out of my garage into my backyard. I have three concrete steps. I just bought the house about a year ago, and apparently they had covered them with some. It's like about a quarter inch thick covering, I guess, to resurface them. Yeah. And right on the edges where I come down to steps, it's all cracking off. Is there any way to repair that other than just tear them out and put in new steps? Uh, there is. There's epoxy concrete patch, uh, and you use concrete glue. Um, the, the long and the short of it is, is it, it only lasts for about half a year or a year because, you know, you're at the very point of that step. So on the very nose of that tread, you know, that's where the weight is, and it tends to break right. off. So you can use very expensive uh, epoxy patching concrete. It's very deep, dark gray, so it looks terrible when you're done. It will stick for a while, but it's almost uglier than, than when you started. So, so I need to tear them out and just put in the studs. 
Yeah, that's that's the only long term, you know, thing. And and talk that over with the concrete guy and say, look, this is what we've got. So anything you can do to fortify those noses, and and he can round the edges and make them so they're not quite so sharp and take the the heading, you know. So anyway, a good concrete finisher can put a good nose on a on a step. Okay, good deal. That's that's kind of what I figured when I thought I'd run a finisher. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank was, you. All right, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, Ray. Bye. Right. Bye bye. All right. Bye now. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Lumber futures are, have raised a little bit. They're still about where they were. Uh, so we're still in kind of a holding pattern, although stock market and the Federal Reserve is slowing down. So we've we've slowed down kind of the economy suitably. Uh, so now when the Federal Reserve Bank says we're not going to raise rates anymore, then the entire economy says, oh, good, things are getting better. So it's interesting when, you know, the economy is slowing down, that's good news, and the stock market gets excited and the lumber futures go up. So anyway, the point is we are stabilizing, i.e. we have slowed down the building industry to such a place that um, it is not so overheated, and it was overheated. It, 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 we were all in the pandemic. We all went home. We saw our houses 24-7, so the house became our whole world. Uh, building materials got short. The whole supply chain went kaflooey. People just couldn't get things, including me. Um, we, the builders, the professional uh, builders and remodelers in the industry, saw that we couldn't get lumber anymore, so then we started to overbuy. It's like, well, if, if I need one bunk of two-by-fours, I'm going to buy two. So then the demand shot way up at a time when most of us consumers were wanting to fix up our homes. So it was like a double, triple whammy and the lumber prices, the, the, the lumber futures and prices were like 1,600, 1,700, three times, more than three times where they are now. And the typical place before the pandemic for lumber futures, price per thousand board feet or one board foot, if you will, however it was, typical price was 455, you know, 45 cents a board foot, depending on what piece of lumber and how long, you know, if you want a 16 foot piece of lumber. You know, per board foot, those are longer because there are fewer trees that can deliver a piece of lumber that long without having knots and flaws and blemishes and such. So, you know, getting shorter pieces of lumber, it's it's lesser. But the point being that we've kind of stabilized. Um, the building industry is just kind of trucking along, and we're kind of at a... Um, I don't know, manageable place, reliable place. So anything that you might negotiate now as far as a price for a building remodel or building a new home or whatever project you're thinking of, building materials are expected to kind of stay kind of at that place a little bit. And the economy, though the economy will pick up a little bit, it'll take the building industry a little longer because interest rates are so very high. So we thought for some time that as a remodeling industry, we were insulated because projects were smaller, weren't so dependent on borrowed money. Well, you know, then the aging housing stock, you start having a house in a great, you know, community 
and that house gets 25, gets 45, gets 50, 60, it's still a great house, still a great neighborhood, still worth investing. Well, then, you know, the remodels went from 25,000 to 125,000 because that house really needed to be recreated, renovated, you know, a new 50 years added to them. So the bathrooms and the kitchen. So the point being that the size of these remodeling projects grew over the years. And then the dependence on financing, on leveraging, you know, borrowing money to do that. So you pay off that improvement over time. So now the remodeling industry is considered to be kind of about, you know, the same dependence, not quite as much as new homes, but pretty close. So we were at one time counter cyclical. Now we tend to be, uh, we just don't go as high as the, we don't, in the Midwest is kind of like, we don't fly real high when things are really fast and we don't sink really low. We tend to muddle through with good Midwestern values and judgment is how I kind of think of it. Uh, 314-436-7900, Call in and uh, see what's happening here. I'm in the last 15 minutes of my show here, and uh, this is the last show that I'll do as a weekly show host. I will come back for Rich Oris over time and fill in, so I'll get to say hello to you periodically. Uh, This is Scott Mosby, KMOX. I'll be right back for more after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, welcome back. Uh, Scott Mosby, her home improvement, uh, last few minutes of my radio career, if you will. And I will fill in for Rich Oris in the next years. So stay tuned. I'll be back to see you. One of the other things I learned over the years, and this uh, uh, from, frankly, uh, a a caller, a listener, uh, the value of vinegar as a cleaning material vinegar as a cleaning material so when you have a mineral buildup a lime buildup then you have this mineral deposit that gets in the way makes plugs up plumbing lines doesn't make toilets happy and friendly Uh, anyway so the value of vinegar as a low-grade acid to remove lime buildup I've learned here on KMOX. So I want to thank you all for those simple things. Uh, What you and I might uh, call as wives' tales... Well, some of those things are hundreds of years old. They and they 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 last a hundred years and and a long time because they work. So anyway, thank to thank you to all of you that have uh, shared vinegar as a delime material. Let's go talk with my friend Sue and see what's happening. Hey Sue, good afternoon. Welcome to Camwax. Well, oh, thank you. Uh, I just want to say I'm going to miss you very much. I enjoy your program always. Thank you. Thank you so um, much. I have a question. I have a 65-year-old house. Mm -hmm. I would like a new kitchen. Mm -hmm. I am in my early 80s. So Mm -hmm. is there such a thing as getting a new kitchen that's not like (laughs) 50,000? Depends on the house and depends on what you want. So there's there are kind of three levels of kitchen remodeling. One is basically just changing the appliances and kind of leaving it at that where you just change, you know, take the old dishwasher out, new dishwasher in. Right. Then you do your countertops, and that means you're changing your kitchen sink, your kitchen faucet. The tops come out. They go back in, usually in addition to uh, the appliances. And then the third thing is when you start pulling cabinets out and replacing the cabinets, uh, there, you without changing a uh, layout, uh, that's a, a third level of, of kitchen remodeling. So if you're really not changing 
kitchen cabinets, you can do that pretty affordably. Now, then there's a fourth layer when you pull everything out and you move the sink and you change the window and you move the electrical to where it belongs and where, you know, that's a whole different sort of thing. And that's a comprehensive remaking of that room, which is a little on the aggressive side when you say kitchen remodeling. But yeah, there's all kinds of levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, my cabinets are birch, and I love my cabinets, but yet Ooh. if I'm going to redo everything else, I thought, well, maybe I should do the cabinets too. Of course, they are original to the house. Yeah. So it's really hard to make that decision as to spend the money for everything or just do, I need a new dishwasher, a new countertop, a new backsplash. Well, um, you and I are in the same boat. So when I remodel my kitchen, it's the last time I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And the sink I pick is different than I would have picked 20 years ago because it's like, you know what? My kids are going to spend it. If I don't, I'm getting the sink. So right. that's kind right. of the, that's how the kitchens get up in price because, you know, you get into the process and then you start looking at the cool stuff. It's like, well, you know, it's my mm-hmm. kitchen. You know, and off you go. And, and so it's generally uh, customer-driven pricing that changes the scope right. of the project. You know, we're right. our own worst enemies, you know. So you go shoe yeah. shop and you need a pair of tennis shoes. Somehow you come away with a, whoa, yeah. <laughs> wow, How, how'd that happen? Correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, same well, thing. Well, it, it is a hard decision, and uh, I'm going to contemplate that for a while and uh, see what happens. Yeah, well, to that point, we do things, we call it a right kitchen, uh, because Mosby used to be, you know, full-blown architect, change everything. It, well, th- the whole world doesn't want that. It doesn't need mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. then we've come to what's called a right ki- kitchen and a right bath, which is kind of a simple, those four versions, those three layouts, that there are other versions of how far you can go. And right. I will warn you, though, that... Um, uh, Pella Window Company about 20 years ago did a study of what was the first step that led to a comprehensive remodeling project and some very comprehensive research turned out to be a coat of paint. So, so right. when you paint your new room, that's a measure of dissatisfaction. And then you don't quite get there. It's like, well, I need a new couch. I need, you know, and you get the new mm-hmm. couch and it's like, oh, that looks better. Not mm-hmm. yet. And now I'm going to have some new carpet. I'm going to do the car. Not, that looks good. Oh man, you know, I want that bay when, you know, and off we are, you know, so yes. I mean, it's, then we, we have go. a whole new project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how the kitchen world and dance goes. Yes. Well, I appreciate, um, your, your uh, feelings and, uh, I think that's, you know, helping me to make my decision. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck. Thank you, Sue. And thank you, and uh, good luck on your retirement. Enjoy, and we'll hope to hear you again for fill I'll be back. I promise I'll be back, Sue. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Uh, Next up, let's talk to Kelly. Hey, Kelly, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Yeah, hey, hey, Scott. You just had to go and do it, didn't you? You just had to go and and leave us here. Um, (laughs) I'm just... You know, I don't know how I'm going to stay orientated because on Saturday morning, I get up, turn on the radio, KMOX, and, you know, Scott's on it. Oh, my, it's Saturday. And uh, uh, I've never had you. to call in. I'm a first-time, last-time caller here. Oh, but um, I, I just, uh, um, 
Uh, who's gonna who's gonna remind me that it's time to bring my hoses in and and it's time to do thus and so so uh we'll we'll wait to hear how our new you new person does here and we'll try to take good care of him so oh. uh in the meantime you enjoy you deserve it when i get into trouble i just call scott mosby and say i need the plumber i need an electrician i need a whatever and um i will continue to do that so God bless, and have a wonderful retirement. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you. And th- this show's been going for more of a half century, so I'm the latest bloke to sit in the seat. So uh, KMOX has been doing this service for, I I, I think, uh, 50 to 60 years. I know for at least 50 years, and I think I'm the fifth or sixth show host. So KMOX will still be here. Well, I'm going to give my age away, but I remember Mr. Tinker, but uh, not not as well as I do you. So anyhow, God bless and um, have a wonderful retirement. But do do come back once in a while and visit with us, okay? Yes, and goodbye ma'am. and good luck. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Bye now. Uh, next up, Brett. Hey, Brett, can you do this in about 50 seconds? Scott Mosby here. I sure can, Scott. I just wanted to call and thank you. I'm a realtor from Dayton, Ohio. I come into oh. town to Belleville to take care of my mom's home quite often uh, over the years, and, and I won't miss your show when I'm in town, and I just love the, the information that you share, and I'm certain that all the DIYers out there and those that like to uh, do their own work, your information is just so important. I, I have real estate investments that, that has helped me with that, and I've actually got a question uh, for you. I just want to thank you I've only got five seconds. Service. i got to go. I all right. Go, well, thanks again. All right. Blessing. Thanks, Scott. All thank right. you. Stay tuned, folks. News, weather, and sports next on Camo X.